You're listening to 2, 5, and 10, your source for bullshit-free NHL news, analysis, and insights. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart. And welcome to episode 77, 2, 5, and 10, the Raymond Bork episode. Uh, this is a very different episode for us, ladies and gentlemen, because to start, I'm not going, what up, Benny? We are going around the horn for our first live in-depth podcast. We have past guests, future guests, next guest, you name it, we got it. Uh, first and foremost, Mr. Adam Busalaki across the table. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Perfect. And uh, r- resume, you are our official Iceman. I'm the Zamboni guy, as a lot of people call me. Zamboni guy, all right. Zamboni Perfect. guy, PA announcer, whatever you'd like to call me. Name it. We got it. All yep. right. Uh, Going into details later. All right. Uh, another recurring guest, we have Mr. Uh, Jason Maines. Hey, how you doing, guys? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, another guest, second time around, a future, well, a past LCRHL laser, uh, Michael Ansaldi. Thanks for having me again, guys. Appreciate it. Perfect. And... Now, back to that point. Benny, what up? What's going on, Kev? Only two of these guys I've tried to fight previously playing hockey, so (laughs) 50% good. That's a shocker for you, number-wise, so we'll see what happens. Um, Getting into it, hockey world, a couple of things have happened the last couple of days. We are going to go to one of them specifically, where Vancouver now out as a host city per the NHL. They said... uh, they are not going to bend their guidelines in British Columbia for the NHL. So now they're officially out, looking like Vegas is officially in. And then we are going to have one other Canadian market, whether it be Edmonton, Calgary, or Toronto. Uh, thoughts, everybody? I mean, if it's Calgary, that's kind of dicking over Edmonton a little bit because Edmonton's been building out their own Olympic village uh, to kind of get the guarantee on this. Um, I don't even know if Vegas is a guarantee yet. They haven't officially made that announcement, right? No, they it, haven't. Not official, but I'm going to say Vegas is in. I'm still going to guess Edmonton. They have the newest rink. Um, they're always known for the best ice, although there's good reasons for that. They have like um, 20 rinks around for practice and everything. They supposedly have enough space where the players could bring their families, uh, and they want to host it. My guess is Edmonton, although I keep hearing Toronto's name popping up here and there. I wouldn't put it past them to be on site either toronto's got a good location too for people to come and go you know i mean it's kind of right there on the east coast kind of ish right but edmonton's a little far away if they're making these hub cities supposed to be east and west edmonton's a little far west for these eastern teams to travel but if that was the case then vegas would end up being the host for the eastern teams and edmonton would end up being the west yeah, that's that's pretty crazy considering Vegas. But is yeah, the, <laughs> the issue is then you would have Edmonton or Vegas guaranteed, or Edmonton and Vegas guaranteed to play in one of their home arenas, even though there's no fans. They're just in their bubble of being in their host city, uh, which is why they wanted to do Western Conference goes east and vice versa. Um, but Toronto, they've hosted World Junior Championships. They've hosted. Uh, 
Olympics, like they have the ability to they handle have the facilities. that. They yeah. have the AHL rink very close by, so yeah, they the have two full-size, basically, NHL rinks right there. Yeah. Um, in the NHL, don't forget, too, they're very limited. They want the games have to be played with all their specifications. That's yep. down to the mosh pegs, and that's down to the boards and glass system. It has to have all those safety features. So you can't, you know, a perfect place would have been Marlboro, the 10 rings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, <laughs> they could get all the games in just oh, God, like yeah. that. But, I mean, no, they're worried not only just TV, it's the safety issues. The issue- so they're limited to the rinks that they use. The other thing I'm not understanding too well yet is they're talking about having it still lasting a full six weeks, the playoffs, when they can just triple up on games. If they have multiple rings that are NHL regulation, you don't need to worry about fans. Just have a 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock, or 1, 4, 10, whatever, figure it out, and then just triple it up. Just have a series wrap up in like two days. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I saw one thing about Toronto now where – Last week when we talked about it, I didn't want Toronto just because th- the Apple's there. Like, there's so many people from there, you can kind of get outside the bubble. Now the city of Toronto has offered a 40-acre bubble for the NHL where they now get the Toronto, I don't even know their name, the soccer team, MLS team's facilities. So everybody that runs around for this dynamic warm-up, that's available. They now get the full Maple Leafs facilities th- down the list. So they now want to be like the NBA in Orlando, except... Disney World is one thing. We've all been there. We know the secluded part of it. You can take the buses. You can kind of, you're in that village. Toronto's not that village, like by any means, like not even close. So I think the NHL has a great idea with the facility part of it, but to say that you have a 40 acre bubble, that's too much. <laughs> well, so again, it goes back to the thing of do you want to worry about East versus West or are the two cities that have the least COVID situations? Because Nevada is spiking. So I think their East versus West is like second on the NHL's list. I think it's going to be Edmonton and Toronto. Like it's I think Vegas is be, out. Because if they're going to finish this, they have to go and finish. It's not going to be. You can't start and stop. Again. Yeah. Yep. And the major cities are spiking again. And. There is a little bit of the home ice advantage gone without the fans. It's not everything because the players know their ice surface. No two buildings are the same, no matter what the NHL tries to do. And they try to make every building the same. Same board, same glass, same ice temperatures, same everything. It's impossible to get it 100% perfect. So the team will have a little bit of an advantage. But the grand scope of things, that's not a huge deal. It's not. The only way they get this done is where the players are safer. And that's in, they're going to want their families there, too, uh, instead of being secluded for three months away from them. Well, which city gets to play the Stanley Cup final? If it's Toronto's one of the host Ooh, cities, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. and then they go to Toronto, the Cup doesn't have to go too far from the Hall of Fame. And then, like you said earlier, Toronto finally gets to see the Stanley Cup lifted. Yeah. Yeah. L- luckily for <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> it won't be there, but they're going to get to see it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So does Toronto riot when somebody else wins it there? <laughs> I heard Vancouver's out because they don't want to see the Bruins win it again in their own building. That could be a dangerous factor. Uh, yeah. We can only be so fortunate. Uh, what did they that. say? They beat the British, and now we beat British Columbia? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Edwards, what a guy. <laughs> I, the Stanley Cup will probably be now if it's, let's just say it's Bruins versus Edmonton, Stanley Cup final. Just throwing that out there. It won't be in Edmonton. 
they'll use the other ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My no, definitely. Guess. Yeah. I think um, you're right. I'm sure a slim, slim pot in the NHL is praying that they might actually be able to use the host cities, the actual host cities mm. by the Stanley Cup final. I don't think that's going to be feasible. I have heard Boston say, I think Mayor Walsh was quoted that he would allow the teams back in the garden without the fans if it gets to the later rounds. New York already offered that for Madison Square Garden. If it's just like two teams. possible, but then again, it's more travel. And that's where the play is probably going to say. We don't, if you're going to bring us to this one or two hub cities, we're not leaving. Yeah. That's it. So it's going to be Toronto, Edmonton, Vegas, wherever the, those cities are. And, it's going to be interesting to start because there's going to be a lot of games played on that ice but in those two cities right off the bat. I was going to say, you as an ice guy, what are your thoughts on, like, how is the ice going to keep up with the potential of 12 different teams then dropping down to eight? Is it going to be decent? Is it going to be choppy? What, what are the thoughts on that? It will get better as the rounds go on. Less, um, less people, less usage. For those who don't know, the refrigeration systems, they run on absorbing heat. So without the fans in the building, without the doors to the opening and closing, you're not bringing in as much humidity. You're, you're really gaining some ground there and making better ice conditions. A lot of the problems, the garden is notorious, is dehumidification. They can't handle it in the playoff. The later the playoffs get, the worse the ice gets. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing three, four games, no matter what building it is, it's going to be dicey those third and fourth games. Now, the technology these days... They can control those buildings HVAC like it's crazy. And they will they don't have to worry about fans, so they'll drop the temperature in that whole building down. Like and the players will love it because they won't be sweating yeah. uh, as much. So the ice is definitely gonna be better than your usual Stanley Cup conditions. The only problems they're really gonna run into is how much time in between games they allow. They've gotta allow the ice temperature to get back right. to the twenty two surface. By that third or fourth game... Could they that do that game, triple header? They can do the triple header, but whoever gets that last game is not going to have great ice. Okay. They can do it at the Garden. They do six games on MIAA Day, all the championship games with seven to 10,000 people. But, but, but those aren't NHL games. I was just yeah. going to say, these aren't big boys. Yeah. Like, yeah. They still have about 7,000 people all day in that building. And they also, the night before, do Hockey East, two games with 14,000 people in there oh, for four hours. So cool. it's, yeah, it's the NHL guys are bigger, stronger than high school kids, but you're also, everything taxes those compressors. The body heat's huge. Humidity is a huge factor, especially in the summer. So it's definitely going to be better ice than you would expect under normal conditions with the people in the buildings. The only thing that's it's actually going to be the start of the playoffs. It's going to be the worst when you get to those third or fourth games. Yeah. As the series move on and there's less teams and less games per day, mm-hmm. the ice is actually going to get even better. So you're really, by the time the Stanley Cup finals get going, which is, I don't know, September, let's say, you know, those are probably going to be the best ice conditions those guys have, are, yeah. Used, yeah. are going to be playing. For a final. Except for, like, middle of the uh, winter. And don't forget, too, a lot of those venues have concerts and other events. They're changing, even in the middle of the winter, they're changing over the day of a game. And those conditions stink for them, too. Right. No matter what work, you don't have much work. 
from when the pot gave floor. Now they don't have to worry about that. Now yeah. that's gone. You don't have 18,000 people in there, you no. know, for yeah. hours before the game, during the game, and after With the game. With the doors open, letting the heat in. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I, dropping I, dropping the temperature and taking out 18,000 people for body heat, that's probably going to do wonders for the they have a lot of sophisticated yeah. equipment now. I drive the Zamboni every game for Bentley. Brand new building. And it's hot. And even in the middle of January and February, it's hot. But that third period, they're not putting much water down because even with two machines, it's not much time for it to freeze. Yeah. You know, we, our work as Zamboni guys really happened before the game of trying to build it up because we're not be, it won't freeze as well. And that's one game. Right. With, now... You don't have to worry we also about don't have the, uh, the the money to spend though, like the NHL, right? The I mean, NHL. in terms of just dropping down oh, the temperature of the building, like it's they're yeah. changing things out there every two years or what? Yeah. I mean, they get new zambonis every five years. Yeah. You have to have a third machine as a backup, so they can, for the most part, especially these newer buildings, they'll be able to set the HVAC low. Well, and really have a cool building to start. It will warm up even without the fans, just not as bad. Mm-hmm. Because you're not fighting that extra body heat. That's another reason why MSG's ice sucks is the fans, the heat, and also Penn Station right below it. All the trains yep. and everything just Constantly roast running. the rink. Yep. That's, That's why. Yeah. Similar to Boston with North Station. Yeah. You get the commuter outlets right there underneath the garden ice. All that heat just heat rises. It goes right to the bottom of that floor. There's we'll have to check Twitter and make sure we see any of the players complaining this summer. Yeah. Skating. Yeah. Someone's going to make a comment about the ice That's, the thing. That's why like, yeah. the, the Rangers would sign a trade for all these guys that played out in Edmonton and in the West. And they would come here and they would suck. And they would get traded, go somewhere else, and play well again. It's because of the ice at the old MSG. I love how Ben always has some sort of propaganda thing for why someone sucked the new Hank York. hasn't won yeah. because of goddamn ice. Yeah. <laughs> it it no, bounces I, too much Excuse there. me. I, already, I have my conspiracy. <laughs> Hank didn't win in 2014 because the refs dicked us out of game two with that non-goalie interference call. And then the ice in L.A. was awful, and that's why the puck went in against Hank. So if everyone's that, no, wondering, no, 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 no. that's what happened. That's why Nasher <laughs> could have scored an empty net. And Martinez deflected it out into the stands was because the ice is too choppy for him. <laughs> Let's not forget. Too, the I can go all day with that. The reason Edmonton is like the standard bear of ice is Edmonton is freezing cold in the winter. That's why they're known for yeah. the ice. That helps. Uh, in fairness, it's not just the winter. I think it's cold up there right now. Probably is. Yeah. I mean, their technology, like you said, with the ice. It's, you think it's easy for those guys in Arizona, even though it's dry heat, or Florida? I just love it, the dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> so is so a fire. Well, yeah. you're gonna have to de- you're gonna have to deal with that in uh, Vegas. Vegas is hot, but those guys are we'll used. Arena in Vegas. Yeah. Yep. So they have the money. To- but those guys, where where they specialize, they're so good at being used to having all kinds of events. And having to change those ice conditions on a dime. I mean, they have stadium series now, right? I yeah. mean, that we have an outdoors. outdoor game, and it's yeah. 47 degrees out, and that ice isn't perfect. I mean, they did get an outdoor game in, in L.A. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. I mean, five years ago, before that, I would have called them crazy. Right. And we need to so your back point in about the 90s technology. The Rangers and the yeah. Kings in Vegas, they did an outdoor game. Yeah. Yeah, can we just get to something real quick? Just a real quick question. Mainzy, is it great to be recording outside because you can just rip a heater while we're recording <laughs> right now or what? This doesn't get any better. It's <laughs> like a beer in front of me, I could step five feet away from the table and just smoke a butt real quick. And, and you, awesome. don't, you don't need the headphones either. So, I mean, no, you can hear right everything. It's amazing. live. It's great. Can I give a plug for Marlboro or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A uh, plug for Marlboro Lights. The, the, the smoothness. The, the gold pack. I can't it's, say the other It's pack. settled. <laughs> Episode 78 and on will be outside. <laughs> I have to record outside in New York while you're outside here. <laughs> yeah, well, you can record from the deck. That's so, fine. And the other thing is, they uh, 
they haven't made it official to Hub Cities. It sounds like they already have their pick. They didn't want to name it yesterday because the lottery was yesterday. So they didn't want to double up on news. So it sounds like they're going to announce the two cities on Monday. It sounds like they just don't, they only want to give Detroit fans so much bad news at once. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of bad Detroit fans and everything else, we saw the NHL lottery happen last night. And um, similar to what's going on with the real world and COVID, there's actually going to be a phase two of the NHL lottery draft. Betty, take it away. Yeah, so one of the qualifying round losers will actually win the first overall pick. Uh, so the Rangers could win the first overall. So all the, the eight teams that lose. No, in you a, know it's going to be Montreal. Let's, yeah. be, let's face facts. The uh, eight teams that lose in the qualifying round all have the same 12.5% chance odds of winning the first overall pick. Uh, it could be, I mean, we don't even know who's going to be in a lottery yet, but it's going to be a phase two. And if you're Ottawa, who had two picks, and then you finished third and fifth, if you're Detroit, who finished dead last, and you're not even drafting second, uh, it's a huge situation. So the issue for there is we are not going to know who the first overall pick is going to be until, what, three, not even over a month from now. I, I saw one thing. Uh, someone had commented on it, and it was, these are real possibilities right now. Dreisaitl, McDavid, Lafreniere, Malkin, Crosby, Crosby, Lafreniere, Marner, Tavares, Lafreniere. Does that scare anybody? No. Well, oh, okay. Maybe for you, but for me, I'm a little scared. I don't have to worry, about, don't have to worry about facing them in the playoffs anytime soon, so that's why I'm not scared. So you're saying Carolina's dumping the Rangers in the first round? I'm saying they're not going to have all three of those guys this year in the playoffs and the Rangers win the Cup. Wow. Agree to disagree. Well, when the Bruins are going to finish fourth in round robin, get knocked out okay, in the first round. Okay, now this is a sore subject here. Round <laughs> you really want to go into this? We'll get into that in like ten Save minutes. our predictions yeah. for a little bit, but <laughs> mine will be slightly different than yours, I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, the rig is in, in my mind, I agree. It's kind of like when Pittsburgh, they had this strike year, and Pittsburgh ended up getting the first overall pick for Crosby when they were trying to come back from the abyss on their end. Uh, so I think it's definitely going to be something where it's going to be, I f guarantee you, it's either going to be New York if we don't make it or a, a Canadian team. It's going to be Montreal. Yeah. They're, they're setting it up perfectly for Montreal. Who Cam, shouldn't even be in the playoffs, mind you. Cam, yeah. what do you feel about all this? We've lost our yeah, very well, uh, secret special uh, guest. Uh, we lost, We've bored well, him to death. Yes. Well, well, no, the issue is now we can show him this recording and say, we asked you to come on, and you were sleeping. You were out cold. I mean, I hope we're not boring you guys as much as we're boring Cam and putting you to bed. <laughs> but um, where are we at now? What are we going with now? Uh, qualifying round. Qualifying round. We can go round. into the round robin and talk about the Bruins uh, getting really dicked over by the round robin situation. That's the, that, that is what it is. I mean... Guys were going to have to play prelim games, and ours kind of count in that sense. I, I'm not worried. The only team that scares me is Washington. I, not I even think Tampa. Tampa, too. Tampa. I think we, no, yeah. I think we can beat Tampa. I, I'm not well, worried about them. I think we can beat Philly. I just think that no ooh, matter AV what. disrespect. Oh, fuck him, too. <laughs> no, it's just um, for Washington, we just can't match up with this team. We, we just can't even be in the ballpark with them, no well, matter Joel what. Joel Ward's not on the team anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. Which is another reason <laughs> the Bruins really want to get that number one seed, because they're reseeding after every round. Yeah. I do look at it this way. The round robin makes sense because you don't want these guys having not played since March yeah. going right into a, a playoff no, game that, that counts. Where it helps the Bruins is they can get both goaltenders a game yeah. and probably yeah. Rask at two. 
and gets there. I don't like it selfishly as a Bruins fan. They've been the number one team all year. That's what I was getting at, yeah. And if any team deserves the number one seed, they do. They have been on a mission since day one. Now, you can't make an exception for one team. They can't just name the Bruins the number one seed and then do something else for the others. So I understand it. And it is better than exhibition games because exhibition games, they're not... No, we're playing for something here, right? You got you got to have a little bit of you got to have a little bit of skin in the game. So this is the best that you can do, and I agree. You can't make an exception. Be like, all right, listen, number one in the regular season when we cut out gets you know number one seed. That just doesn't. You've got to get Chara's legs going. Uh, You've got to get. It goes with all of them. Bergeron. That all makes sense. Yeah, it's just young as he used to be. He needs to get going. Get that groin loosened up. Even though I say, if Halak starts one game in the regular playoffs, we're in major trouble because it should be Rask. He will play one of the round robin games, and at least he'll have a game under his legs if something does happen to Rask during the regular, what I call the regular playoffs. Once the real, well, the NHL's the only thing not I'm calling gonna... it the playoffs. Remember, we talked about that previously. They're calling it the qualifying round because of the TV deal. They can't call it playoffs. Yeah. I will oh, really? Say, yeah. Yeah. There's an issue with that. They want no to let the local broadcasts do the qualifying round because that helps them meet the demand for the TV contracts. If they called it the playoffs, it'd have to be a national. And then the local networks can sue the NHL for lost yeah. money. I just want to hear yeah. Jack Edwards again for a few more games. Oh, yeah, I don't. I like don't. Will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hear Brickley in a heartbeat. <laughs> Jack kills me lately. I, I don't mind Jack during the regular season so much, but when it comes to playoffs, there's just a different element of Jack Edwards that comes out that I just can't deal with. Dude, I need a good sexual innuendo here and there. Jack, you're okay in my book, buddy. <laughs> And this tea is as sweet as the bag it comes in. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jack. We appreciate it. No, uh, I think as long as the Bruins don't play Washington in the first game, you will see Halak in this qualifying round at some point. Well, actually, is this does this count as a qualifying round for the Bruins? I mean, this is their round. It's just their round robin. Yeah, they're playing yeah. Tampa so, Bay, Philly, and this Washington. This is basically like we just don't know seating. what order. Yeah. yeah. If as long as Washington is not the first team, you will see Halak play a game. If they are, you still see him play a game. I guarantee. You. I just Tuca has nightmares with Washington, but you can't come out first game and play Halak. Like you can't. No, you'll you'll you will have one to learn. You'll have Tuker in the first game, and then Halak will get either Philly or more likely Tampa Bay. They're gonna. The bottom line is, you're not gonna get lucky two years in a row. Last year they had it set up by some miracle where they didn't have to play Tampa Bay or Washington. They're not gonna get that lucky this year. It's just not gonna happen. I mean, so you might as well get it over with and get them in that qualifying round and see. So they see where they're at because they're gonna have to yeah, probably up. beat them. In that third round, I mean, when they recede, they might not get them until the third round. You actually might get Tampa Bay and Washington hopefully playing each other and knocking each other out. That's the best case scenario. I mean, we can all agree here, though, that last year was the Bruins' (laughs) series to lose. They had that gift wrapped to get to the cup final. I mean, we all saw what happened. I mean, they they didn't show up game seven. It is what it is, but... That was the golden ticket. Tampa Bay and Washington. Yeah. If you told it's not me, gonna happen if twice. you told me exactly. this year that was going to happen, I'd I'd bet it all on the Bruins. Now we're but all But now guys. that we're all in there, different different circumstances. Now here's where they leadership because you know they're going to want to. You know they're still mad about last year because they know that. But you know how competitive hockey players are. They want they don't want their names just written on the cup and the season <laughs> to over. I don't know. They want to beat Tampa Bay and they want to beat Washington because they know. That's what people are saying. Yep. Rask right. knows. Enough Bruins bullshit. Seriously, I'm tired of it. 
I, I love how you had to come back with your hockey stick to say that. <laughs> I had it the whole time. Yeah. Um, and my we, pants are on too. Yeah. We will. We, we will talk about one thing. Should that, I be worried about that? <laughs> that we'll, we will. We will talk about one thing later on that relates to all three teams: the Bruins, Tampa, and Washington, as to what everybody thinks on it but we'll get to that later a little uh, a teaser yeah so we'll, we'll move forward towards the qualifying round uh predictions which will lead back into the round robin reseeding and that, that's a two five and ten right there when your mom picks you up in the middle of the fight and brings you to bed you got the two five and ten that's <laughs> night night camp appreciate it fun. uh so we'll go we'll start out west uh with the brackets and then go through our predictions uh do you want to do it one by one, or just have one person give all their shots at once? Uh, I go whatever anybody go wants to do. One by one. I don't care. One one one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Series by series. All right. So we'll start out west. Uh, first round, first game that we have is Calgary against Winnipeg. I uh, let's go around this way. So sorry if you, Kev. All right. Um, I pick Calgary beginning of the year. I like them. I think they're a deep team. I think they're strong. The one thing where Winnipeg wins here is the goaltending with Hellebuck, yep. but. I just don't see how there's any way Calgary just can't overpower that Winnipeg defense. Like, they are so deep. And then you get the big moose and Lucic back there, Monaghan, Goudreau, Kachuk. There should be a landslide here for Calgary. I just don't think Winnipeg can handle them. That's, that's all I got. Busso, Mainzi, I don't know, the mic share, whichever way it goes first. <laughs> well, you just stole my talking point there. I was going to say I'm taking Calgary all the way. I just don't see there being any way that Winnipeg beats Calgary. Calgary just has too much firepower up front against Winnipeg's defense. If they had buffs still, it would be one thing. Oh, yeah. It would Agreed. make a huge difference on their back end. But without him, there's a lot of inexperience back there. And goaltending can only take you so far without a good defense in front of it. Adam? Well... <laughs> If this one's one year prior, I would have say Toronto, I'm uh, not Toronto, uh, Winnipeg all the way with Hellebuck. Uh, the goaltending can steal you a series, maybe the cup, and I've seen Hellebuck from his days in Lowell. I mean, he's the real deal. However, I got to agree with you guys. I think Calgary will overwhelm them. No, I don't it could be a long series. I don't think it's going to be a four-game sweep, yeah. but I think they will overwhelm uh, Winnipeg, just Bufflin. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about it's you know, unanimous. He was a horse for them. I'm, I'm the same way. It's going to be Calgary, guys. Hellbuck will steal a couple games. I yeah. think, no doubt about it. But I don't think he can single-handedly beat Calgary. I just don't. Nope. There's, there's too much depth for Calgary here versus Winnipeg. It's, it's that, that's who's going to move on. It sounds unanimous Especially across the board. Especially the f- these first, oh, this first it's round. It's not unanimous. Here comes Benny. Uh-oh. No, here. Hella buck. <laughs> I said he soon. was the Vezina trophy. Oh, yeah, oh, especially as I yeah. steal that. It's going to be unanimous. He's like, no matter what Mike says, I'm going the other yeah, way. Now I'm going the opposite. <laughs> so if it was just normal playoff matchup, I would go with Winnipeg just because of the goaltending. But goaltending is a rhythm thing. He's been off. You don't know what kind of goaltender you're going to get. And it was a tough choice, former Ranger Cam Talbot or former Ranger Neil Pion. <laughs> but Neil Pion can suck my ball, so I'm going Calgary in six. Well, well fair enough. Um, Next matchup. I think, I think it's these first-round matchups. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be a goaltender stealing you a series. You need your whole team playing. I You're gonna, it's who has their legs under them or gets under them and clicks first. And I think Calgary 
for sure. All right. Well, in the, in our next matchup, we have the number seven Vancouver Canucks versus the number ten Minnesota Wild. Um, M- Mainzy, why don't you fire this one off? Oh, sorry. I thought Buso was handing it. Well, I, w- I was, but he turned his back on me. I see how it is. Canucks versus Wild. I'm gonna go with Canucks in this one here. No rhyme or reason. I haven't paid much attention to either team throughout this year, but I just feel like Vancouver got players that are going to step up over Minnesota. Minnesota has some older players and some young inexperienced that I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. Oh boy, this kills me. Uh, <laughs> the, the state of hockey, Minnesota. I'd love I'd love to root for them. Um, but I got to go with Vancouver. If for nothing else again, I'll go with the goaltending cuz that's sort of my specialty, <laughs> I guess. Well, my father was a goaltender, not me, but Well, what arena uh, has the better ice? Well, it depends on where these games are played. Yeah. <laughs> well, good answer. Yeah. Um, I do believe Demko is the goalie for Vancouver. Uh, and, I, again, I yeah. I remember him from BC. We, one of my favorite teams <laughs> in Hockey East. Um, he's young. Is Marshall not going to be healthy? Even with the time off, he should be back. He should be back. They're just gonna go with Demko. I th- okay. No, I, I think they'll stick with Markstrom, but I, I do think Thatcher is a nice one B to have. Yeah, I remember that was our big fight at the yeah. beginning of the year in our previous. Like who's the goalie? Yeah. Well, like, I, I guess my point was, do you trust Dubnik with Minnesota? I'm still not. I, the jury's still out. I, I like. I like Devin him, but Dubnik, I don't. But I can't trust him. Not no. completely. No. Not in a seven-game series. I don't know enough about either team. I'm going to go with Vegas' odds here, and that looks like it's going to be the Canucks. So He looked at the odds. <laughs> I, got nothing else. I got nothing else to add to it except just play where the money's playing. It has a crap table, he says. There's no heaters. There's a place right in, uh, I believe it's Westerly, Westerly Road Island. We could go down and just hammer whatever you want on them. Hey, that's oh, on my yeah. Amtrak ride home if you guys want to tag along. You guys are forgetting. Yeah. I live in New Hampshire. I can do sports betting right from my house. Drive all 15 minutes up the street across. If anybody's listening here, you need a bookie. Just uh, hit me up on Instagram. There's there's a 10% finder's fee. Yeah, we do Venmo only, all right? (laughs) Hush, hush. (laughs) All right, so when it comes to these types of matchups, I've been trying to analyze, like, the goaltending is the rhythm thing, everything else. But when it's kind of a toss-up for me, it's more so who's been playing together the longest, which is why a team like the Bruins uh, is going to be hard to beat, even with the layoff. As much as they underachieve and they struggle... The guys with the Wild have just been together. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a new coaching staff. They kind of were playing a little bit better after the firing. So they have been playing better. Yeah. Uh, Dubnix, he's, I think he has the advantage in goal, even though it's like not as strong as it would be now. So I'm going to go Minnesota in seven. This is like probably the biggest like on-the-fence one for me because I'm kind of setting all the other ones. I have to lean with Vancouver here just for the lack of experience in essence. Like, do you think magically because the playoffs are here, Quinn Hughes is going to stop producing? I don't think so. Do you think Elias Pettersson is going to stop? I don't think so. And for them, for their first go-round in the playoffs, there's no pressure. Like, there's no expectations. So for them to go in and win games, I don't see how it doesn't happen. I'm with you, though. Minnesota, towards the end, before this thing stopped, finally turned it around after they fired Boudreaux. I just... For how big of a roller coaster their season's been, I just think they want it over. I just don't think they want to keep going. It's kind of on every bottle on that. If who, if Pedersen has to go against Dumba, 
and Suter and Spurgeon and those guys, they can shut him down. He's like 150 pounds. Um, <laughs> Your favorite throughout the year. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you look at Vancouver's offense, I feel like goaltending and defense will help Minnesota there. But on the back end of Vancouver, I know they pay Tyler Myers a lot of money, but he's one-dimensional at this point. He's a little bit slow. A they have guy, a couple yeah. young guys in the back end who are talented, but you have a veteran like Parisi still there. Like, I don't know. I just find, like, the team cohesiveness of Minnesota, even though they've underachieved in a short series against a very young team. Like, I just lean towards them. None of these Western Conference matchups are slam dunks. Yeah. No, the, I mean, the West is tough. I, none of these. I can't have confidence in any of these predictions. And I do reserve the right to change them uh, <laughs> as we get closer or after. Yeah. No, I mean, this is one thing I, I've preached, that if the NHL does go back, there is no way to tell how any team is going to be specifically after a break, how teams are going to play, because you've seen teams at the beginning of the season, some start yeah. out hot, some start out cold. So I'll make a bold prediction. Whoever starts out the hottest will win the, win the <laughs> series. The next round. KC, you're going out on a limb there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, right? I, I know, just executive stuff, you know, that's all. The next match that we have out west is the Edmonton Oilers against the Chicago Blackhawks. Y- you skipped over 6 and 11. Well, you skipped over my matchups too, so I have uh, it in my own we order. You had to go in order here? Well, we started at the know. bottom, and then we went up one. Okay, Drake. Okay. We're uh, all listening and looking at different things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with Chicago. Edmonton. Chicago, Edmonton. And I'm just going to say I'm going to go with Chicago. I know they're, they're wow. dynasties at the end, but at the beginning, if anyone can strike magic, I still think K- uh, Taves and Kane can. Kaner and Taves, yeah. And Duncan I, Keith. Duncan no one's probably expecting them to win. They probably won't go farther than that, but... I think they'll pull out the upset. I'm going to even want to call that an upset. Um, do you think Chicago's would be considered an upset? Yeah, I think so. Do you think Chicago's kicking themselves in the ass for trading a winner? At this point, yeah. Like, I don't think you can trust Crawford. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look, did, this, this predictions for one round. Not yeah, the well, <laughs> yeah that's I mean, the thing, just, let's just make that um, <laughs> known here. That's the thing, though. This is a sprint, right? We we said it. Kevin mentioned that's whoever gets off to the fastest start. I mean, I'm going to go with the fastest guy that I know, which is Connor McDavid and Leon Dressel. I mean, these guys are they fly. So she's they have scoring power. It, this is this is going to be unbelievable. I I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I'm going to go with Edmonton. You realize I had to say Chicago to make sure we didn't all agree on the same team again. Oh, got it, <laughs> got it, got it. Can't be unanimous. I had to make can't sure have any different. unanimous choices here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this matchup I feel like is pretty straightforward in terms of the analysis. I would love to see a, the old guard like Chicago make one more run of it, surprise run of it. I just don't think they have enough firepower after Kane and Taves and those guys to just stick around. And that's saying something for Edmonton, who always lacked depth. But ever since they split up McDavid and Dreisaitl, it's been a different story. I still think Chicago makes a run of it just because they're battle-tested. They still have the best logo in the NHL. Oh, boy. Oh, no question. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Not, okay. not these days. Now that. <laughs> not guaranteed. these days. Oh, no. Not that's still a guarantee. That's changing soon. I guarantee you that. Um, Have you seen the Rangers third jersey this year, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about, you know. The, that was know, Ben Stewart, the 2009. In- <laughs> the, in- the, the Indian head logo. <laughs> the Indian head logo is not going to be sticking around much longer. I promise you that. Um, so they're just going to be the Chicago. Oh, you can't even say Blackhawks. It would just be the Chicago Hawks. Yeah. Blackhawks <laughs> matter. <laughs> <laughs> Black Hawks matter or Black Hogs matter? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyway, to finish that up before we get into real trouble, um, I'm just going <laughs> to go. If we're not already. Yeah, yeah we I'm, just got delisted from Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Edmonton in six. All right, you got Mainzy. All right, in that series, I'm definitely taking Edmonton over Chicago. I hate to say that Chicago has an aging roster because of they've had a lot of the same top front like the Bruins have had, but at the same time, Edmonton just deserves it, and they're going to want it. They had a great year this season, and I think it's their time to step up and make a push for this, and Dreisaitl is just too good. He is just too good. He's carried a lot of the weight on his shoulders, and he has more than McDavid does this year, and I think this is their chance to shine, and they're going to do whatever they can to push forward. Is there a question on who's the better overall player between McDavid and Dreisaitl? No. No question. No. No. <laughs> so we all agree it's Dreisaitl. That pause is like, I, I need to fill this with I, this. I, I, <laughs> I think this one here is the most rock, paper, scissors shoot, though, out of all the Western series. And I say it because, like Mike said, the, the previous experience of Chicago, there's no doubt in them. Like, if they come out and... Kane and Taves play to their ability. They steal two, the first they, two. They, they can steal games. It's yeah. not like they're in a different spot here. They're nervous, and it's a little different. On the other end, I mean, McDavid has something to prove here in the playoffs. Yeah, big time. And huge chip on his shoulder. Dreisaitl, the same thing. I mean, for a guy who's debatab- debatably the Hart Trophy winner this year, it's hard to say that you get to the playoffs and they lay a big shitter. Yeah. So... I mean, but again, it's the goaltending. Like, Mike Smith is, like, 95 years old. It's like... Yeah, but so is Corey Crawford. And Corey right. Crawford, if he looks the wrong way, he's going to fucking pull his hip up. <laughs> <laughs> he looks the wrong way. So who's the back... It's Suman, right? Suman is in Chicago. Oh, now. boy. And, I mean, we know how he's done in big oh, games. Look boy. back at the uh, Canada World Junior game against oh, the U.S. Boy. And Ufa, that went pretty good. And Ufa. Yeah. Chicago, hey, Ufa, Chicago wins that. a game. It's not going to be on their goaltending, yeah. that's for sure. Um, but they did win in spite of Crawford back in the heyday. I mean, I was never a fan of him. I well, they carried him. That good. They carried him, not the other way around. And the only way, the only reason this is some sort of intrigues me is you have on the one hand the McDavid and whatnot that they, they got something to prove, and they want that he's definitely got that chip. On the other hand, Taves and Kane, they have the experience, which is invaluable, and they know it's the last. This could be the last, the last chance to. Do something special together in that franchise before it, something happens and they gotta rebuild. And even if Taze shuts down McDavid or Drysaddle, he got the other one. Well, other. I was gonna say, like you said, that's the biggest key here. Taves could shut him down, but you know Kaner's not shutting the other guy down. It's gonna be firepower yeah. for firepower. <laughs> that's where that's going. I told you, I just had to be different with this pick. The last Western Conference matchup, I already know that we have two picks from Nashville at this table. Oh, wow. More than two. Nashville against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Do we even have to discuss this? Yeah, I'm I'm going Coyotes in five. Okay, we do have to discuss this. Wow. Well, okay, um, clearly the drinking has gone (laughs) to one side of the table. I've been a... Dude, ever since this format was announced, that's been my upset pick of Arizona over Nashville. Nashville's just been so uneven all year long. Even with the coaching change, they played. They didn't really pick the it up. Savior Taylor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't he really finally come. showed up somewhere. Hey, he's going to be on a team that didn't get a lottery pick for the first time. That's good. Yeah, and then he's going to. Um, then he can sign somewhere it's else. It's guaranteed <laughs> to be different. <laughs> um, I just. I don't know. It's just. It's not so much Arizona. Like they are talented. I like their goaltending situation. On um, their back end is good. 
It's just something about Nashville seems off to me, and it's kind of like Calgary earlier in the year before they started turning it around. I just don't trust Nashville. Oh, what he's saying is Arizona plays in empty stadiums, so this is right up there. Yeah, they used to this, this is a home game for them, <laughs> yeah. a home series. It's like the, and Nashville doesn't. Like Florida, yeah. the, the problem. Listen, Florida versus Arizona is Stanley Cup because empty arenas. Oh boy! <laughs> you know, dude, if that happens right now, I'll pay you that. I'll give you a grand. I'll give you a grand. All right, listen, Arizona market. <laughs> Arizona's never been there. They don't. They don't know. There is something of the old adage: you got to know how to win. Yeah. Uh, they don't. And, they uh, just, I, I like talking as a coach, though. I do like Rick Talkett better than John Hines. In I, a true. Yes. I can't believe they hired Hines. And yes, every <laughs> like every franchise eventually, you know, to win, you got to win the first time around. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it this year. Listen, no matter which way you go, chicks dig a big pecker. <laughs> and that's why I'm going with Nashville. <laughs> and it might be Nashville has the best video coach why in the league still to this day. Um, Listen, I understand. I love how you're judging us by video coaches. That's oh, <laughs> near and dear to your heart. You, you I love it. I cuts it better than anybody <laughs> in the game. He cuts it tight. You yeah, know? He has cuts a quick stop finger yeah. on Those that guys one. that have the extra second, they're out. <laughs> but um, listen, when you look at lineups, Nashville has underperformed tremendously this year. There's no question about that. But you're trying to tell me in the playoffs, that fucking back end, Ekholm, Ellis, Yossi, is going to fall flat. Where'd that get them last year and the year before that? Uh, well, the year before that, it got him to a cup final. But, um, you know what I mean? But we're talking <laughs> this year. No, yeah, I'm I'm just just saying. Exactly. With, with that, we would be talking still in 94 with the Rangers. Well, he's so a, well past I can that. talk about 94 if you want. So <laughs> I'm just saying he's talking about those three guys ready right to get you. It hasn't gotten him. Well, it got him to a cup final. Last year, they were out in the first round against Dallas. If you're trying to tell me that you think Arizona's a better matchup, I mean... I don't see how Arizona's getting off to a hot start, guys. I, I just don't. I mean, look at look at every Nashville's year. They finally it turned it on, no and way. if it wasn't for this current format, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. All right, so I'll make the bet. All right. Uh, the next time I'm in Boston, which is actually the end of July. Okay. So if the first if the qualifying round expires by then. All right. If Arizona doesn't be Nashville, I'll buy three rounds of drinks for all of you guys and for at night. Well, let's hold that oh, to uh, perfect. Let, let's hold that to the first Bruins game you owe me, and the Rangers Ottawa game, already, dude, and then the all the other to stuff. The Rangers. <laughs> I already got tickets oh, for Rangers Bruins well, next year. Well, well, we have the next year set up ready to go. I'm, I'm excited for that, Mr. Murphy. We're coming for that castle in the sky. <laughs> um, so we're gonna move to anything else in that matchup. No. Yeah. We can just skip. It's okay. Move on. To the <laughs> so we all have the similar points. No, it's funny. That's I'm going with Arizona over Nashville in my own. And opinion. that's why you're not on this podcast. Exactly. That, that's why. <laughs> that's perfectly explains how even Coyotes fans feel about this. Like, oh, who, who cares? Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one of those things. Like, I just feel Arizona fan, has a lot. To yeah, play. they're fan. Nashville, little up and down. They do have the history, but at the same time. I just think Arizona has a lot to prove, and they potentially could do this. Terrell Hall, game winner. I, I got one. <laughs> Come on, they got Phil Kessel, Casey. Yeah, Mainzie, I need a beer. He's been, he's been, beer. you know, he's been harpoon <laughs> all the way for you, buddy. You know that Phil Kessel has been pounding hot dogs all. Oh, dude, Phil. If you want to talk about out of shape? Phil's coming. Like, yeah. Phil's coming You're back. You're gonna have to put him in front of the net just because he can't move. The, ba- <laughs> the baby fat extraordinaire. Phil Kessel. Oh, yeah, those cold cuts are seeping through the net. He's going to be the bald guy with the uh, mullet. Phil Prosciutto Kessel. (laughs) (laughs) Prosciutto. (laughs) 
All right, we're going to move out east. Uh, our favorite conference, obviously. Uh, we're going to start with Toronto and Columbus. Uh, I mean, I'm going to let Mike kick this matchup off first, but I think this one is the classic high-powered offense versus the defensive structure team. It just depends on if you feel like it's they have enough defense and enough offense to get it done, or Toronto's just too much. I'm gonna stay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna stay true to to the lines here in Vegas as well. I mean, you got Austin Matthews, you've got Mitch Marner. These guys are unbelievable up front. I'm Is gonna Matthews say going to be playing now. He got. He, te- he tested positive. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna take some time for him to to recover from that. But again, we're a month out, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be all right. And and. Matthews and Marner are two huge competitors. I mean, all these guys here laced up are right, but think, I mean, yeah, yeah, you think, but but these guys are outspoken and vocal about it, yeah. and I, I think actually this probably bodes well for them to have this little reset, right? Kind of again sets the nerves, kind of gets everybody's, it, yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry about how you performed in the regular season. You're coming out here, and uh, I don't know. I mean, Toronto is just it's just too heavy. I yeah. think I think I got to stay that way. What happens if somebody or multiple like key players teams they take advantage of that opt out to come back and play because they don't want to leave their families or get sick? Like what happens if Matthews? If Matthews says that, or Marner, if Marner like, nah. says that, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I mean, I, I would certainly yeah. change my bets. I right know, now, I'm know. expecting these guys yeah. want to win a cup. They yeah. think they got a great we're, chance. We're expecting they're all there. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Right now, listen. Yeah. They just had the Bruins sitting down for a couple of months, right? I yeah. think they're hot and heavy to be like, let's go, let's yeah. play. Yeah. They're not the ones in the CBA yeah. complaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Bruins just called. They want us to play us in the playoffs here. <laughs> <Right. laughs> exactly. I gotta go, Toronto. I gotta. If not for the fact that. They owe us our yearly matchup with the Bruins <laughs> in the playoffs, uh, which seems to be a yearly event. Um, I said last year that that Toronto team was improving and their talent was getting better. Uh, and it certainly was less comfortable beating them the last time than it was a few years ago, when we, even when we needed that miracle comeback. So I don't underestimate their talent, especially not up front. Yeah. And... As much as I like Tortorella as a coach, or Torch just for his entertainment Torch. value at the podium. Get the fuck off the logo. <laughs> yeah. I th- just think it's too much. Um, Columbus's new rookie goaltenders, uh, that's interesting. They've had a pretty good year. They played they well after Christmas. Good, yep. um, that's fair. I just think Toronto, with the fresh start, with their talent, they can... They're gonna. I think, like I said, we've been saying all along, these this first round is the teams that can get out fast quicker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Toronto has the best shot at doing that out of these two teams. And a lot of people keep pointing to Columbus knocking off Tampa last year in the playoffs. I think that was the case of Tampa just not taking it Serious. seriously. Yep. Yep. Toronto, even though they have just as much offensive talent, they have gotten nothing handed to them. And especially this year, the uneven season they had, the pressure that they were feeling by the media. They're not going to come into this matchup being like, oh, it's, this is cake. We got it. I'm going Columbus. I I love the goaltending situation. Elvis, uh, baby. Elvis. And, I mean, you get Corpusalo back, too. Yeah. So you have the double-headed monster there. He's going to be back. Toronto is strictly Anderson. There, there's nothing else behind there. And when you look defense to defense, Columbus's deep blows Toronto's out of the water. Yeah. Well, hold up. We're just talking about the qualifying round here, though, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think qualifying round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, all right. No, I, I mean, I, I think we can stick with one goalie for the for the round. Yeah. Probably make <laughs> no, it but I'm saying if, if, if you go well, into trouble, yeah. though, knowing right. the double headed monster that you have, yeah. if you pull your starter in any other NHL team, Who is are your you backup? comforted with your backup? Like, oh, we don't even know I who mean, their backup. I don't even know. 
Well, I, I think we're in a rare Toronto. occasion with the Bruins. Oh, I have I like no a idea. Lot, yeah. <laughs> I have no clue. But, but I hear is it. it that guy that came off the street? I think it's David Ayer. So, I mean, <laughs> so he's a stud. And, and if he's well, if he's playing for the visiting team, there's a chance. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just for the team that Columbus has had all year, for them to a be in this spot is incredible. It, like it's it's a crazy feat when you actually look at the whole team. But their forwards are extremely defensive. So they're a type of team that can get a lead and then sit on it. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, the third-worst offense in the entire league. So, so. I mean, <laughs> for Toronto with the high firepower, if Columbus can pot one and get a one nothing lead, they're comfortable. The other way, if Toronto's down one nothing, it's not the same. It's not. And knowing that that defensive core, I, I think Toronto's going to have a lot of trouble with Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski. I think Columbus is being undersold here. I don't know if I can ever really choose a team that employs Cody Cece on our top pair. Everybody knows my hatred you, you of this guy. You said that from the beginning. That's your boy. So, And I love torts. I love the defensive structure. It, I'm just nervous about in a probably a less defensive structured qualifying round matchup after a layoff that Columbus just has enough offense to stick with well, them. Well, I was going to say, Toronto has a lot of firepower. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. So I think it's... I've, I'm going to go Toronto, but barely. Like, I think it's going to go very deep. Six, seven games. People are going to be surprised again that Columbus is sticking around, but that's their MO. They did it all year with the injuries and lack of offense. Torch should be coach of the year. And it's going to go deep, but I, I just – if there was any other playoff year, I'd pick Columbus, to be honest. All right. Fair enough. So you're saying Leafs in six or seven? Yeah. Vegas has them in five. Um, the next, I, will, I will hammer that, just that, that Vegas that. bet. I will yeah. Yeah. That. There you go. The next matchup we got, uh, which is... Oh, hold on. Mandy, you're close. Oh. Thank you. Um, I'm going with Columbus all the way with this series here. Um, I just don't think that Toronto is going to be able to get it through them. Columbus has completely bought into the John Tortorella system, and that's what it comes down to. They are a strong team under him for the type of players that they have. Col- Columbus just, they work. That's all it comes down to is they work and they want it. They showed that last year going to that Tampa series. No one saw that happening, and I don't see them coming in here against Toronto and being like, okay, guys, this is going to be a tough grind. They're going to go in there and be like, we have this. This is us, and I think they're going to power through them. I'd probably say Columbus in five on that. That's my guess. I'm rooting for, for Columbus. I just think – I just, yeah. Think, yeah. I don't think Toronto is going to be able to do it against them. They're really not. All right. Next round matchup, we got Pittsburgh against the least deserving team in the entire playoffs, the Montreal Canadiens. I think, pretty sure this is going to be our one of our unanimous choices. I'll make no bones about it. I don't think Montreal deserves to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I would have said if they did this. Best three out of five, like they were rumored to, or two out of three, if they really wanted to shorten it, Montreal would have had a better chance Price, because yeah. of the carry Price. Seven games, no way. Is there anybody that's picking Montreal? Can we move on? No. no. I mean, no, let's move on. I mean, yeah. they were 10 points back from a playoff yeah. spot when we stopped. And yeah. they, they hit, we're talking I about them. Montreal see. sweeps them. Yeah. And we're done. Yeah. Um, I, all right. I can't see it. So I we'll move on to the last two matchups in the East. The Islanders against the Florida Panthers, which I think is a sneaky, interesting first-round matchup. I'm going Florida. Islanders. I'm going Florida in five. See, I like Florida, but I just think I have to go with the Islanders. I just – that defensive system Barry Trotz has put yeah. in. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, in a quick tournament like this, 
Florida's a good team. Yeah, like, they have yeah. a very that good coach. That roster is very yep. deep. They have a great coach. great coach who can win in the playoffs. And the Pavlovsky turn around. Now I'm not so sure. That, now like, I'm not so sure about my. Pizza. I just, yeah. I, I like the Islanders just because of what they've built there. Like that system has been built. What they can't build a goddamn arena. They can build an arena. They just can't fill it. It's way different. It's way different. Or get a scoreboard at directly at center ice. But uh. I, I just think Barry Trotz makes that team a different element. Like, looking back at last year, same thing. I mean, everyone bet Pittsburgh in the first round. The Islanders came out and fucking smoked them. I just – I see the same thing here. I, I do like Florida. I like the roster. I like the team. But I just think Barry Trotz shuts the door on them. Former this, Ranger Keith Yandel is going to be uh, the key to the series. And, and you know what? For the money he gets paid, he should be. He should be. <laughs> I just Yeah, it's the talent, the coaching, and – it's kind of like the Islanders are very similar to Columbus, and they have a little, obviously, a little bit more offense than Columbus has. I just, I think Florida is also going to be a benefactor of the break. And even though they don't have a huge fan base, it's mm-hmm. just they had a lot of expectations, and now it's just you're in it. Like you got That's over the all hump. That matters. You're there. You're over the yep. hump. You're in the playoffs. You don't have to worry about qualifying. Just play a team that you should be able to out gun here. This lineup in general, though, should win you a series. Yeah. And, I mean, they should win you a couple of series. Yeah. We, we talked about them at the beginning of the year where they should have made a normal playoff spot. Yeah. They didn't. They started kind of Never going on a run. At the end. But, like, you go through that fucking lineup, Yandel, Strawman, Cuberdo, like. The only thing is they're a little lighter <laughs> in the back end out for, like, defense. But I just think Quenville and Torch is a good matchup. I've, Florida. Okay, Mackenzie Wiga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a total coin flip. Um, What's Vegas got them at? What do they got them at? Uh, <laughs> yeah, since I do have that, they actually have uh, Torts. They have not Torts. Sorry, Barry Trotz. They have Barry Trotz's group taking them in five. In five. Huh? So, I don't think yeah. it'll be five, but yeah, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. I think it's gonna be much closer. I'm gonna than hammer that. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're saying Trotz's squad in five, uh, but I think it's a coin flip. I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I got. I'm in it for Hubie. I'm gonna go with uh, the Panthers. All right, fair enough. This is seven games right now. Yeah, this yeah. is six or seven. 100. Yeah. percent yeah. yeah. I don't see this going anything point. outside of seven. I think Florida's gonna take it. They've been pretty solid all year long. The Islanders have been too, but Florida just has something. And Quinnville just he knows what it takes. That's all it comes down to. The man has been there several times, and he knows how to coach a team and yeah. make them work in order to get there. So. Yeah, my all pick is Florida okay. all the way. Well, in this yeah, in this round, all the way to the cup, baby. Yeah, not um, all the way to the cup. That's brutal. <laughs> I'm holding yeah. you to that. Um, the last so matchup, I'll let everybody else back. at two, this two, table go first. One, two, just because it's Rangers, Carolina. Everybody knows what my pick's gonna be. No, um, Ben, why don't you go first? Because <laughs> let, let's let's start this off with you. I mean, I don't want to catch a beating, this. so I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and say the Rangers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, Carolina's got you beat in celebratory. Uh, moves at the end well, of the game. They're not so. going to get so, too many young. So technically, that. are there going to be home and away teams? Because I hope Carolina wins all the home games so we can see a storm surge. Yes. <laughs> and, well, yeah. Do, do both teams get their goal song? I hope so. I told you when we went to the Bruins-Rangers game, I said, I want the Rangers just to score one goal because I want to hear the goal song. <laughs> and I got that. I got just one goal. I mean... I don't think Carolina can repeat the magic they had last year. I just don't. And... The Rangers, any other year, this would be a slam dunk, I'd say, because of Lundquist. Yeah. But they're not that functional of a team right now. Don't hate, <laughs> don't hate me. Um, <laughs> I'm just, still going to go with the Rangers, though. 
because I think Lundqvist by himself is going to be just okay. Yeah, I'm giving it everything just to prove just to prove to his own coach. There's not even guarantee Quinny plays him. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think you start with the kid. I think you start yeah. with Shosturkin, and if he falters in the first game, then you have to go to Hank. If he goes to Georgiev, he should get fired. Well, well, I was going to say either way. Yeah. Then you might have at least two goaltenders, and you yeah. that that's a leg up on Carolina. Yeah, uh, I just don't see Carolina having the same magic that they ran through last year. I yeah. don't. I I just think that Carolina can't beat you guys, and they were very outspoken about they didn't want to play us. They didn't want to play you guys because they felt that you didn't qualify for a real. They were like two spot. points ahead of us. Like no, kiss my ass. No, no, that that was their beef <laughs> that they couldn't. They can't beat you guys. That's a fact. Has we're Carolina, 4-0 this year. We dominate them the last wait, five years. Yeah, they got a lot better at the trade You're deadline. Well. I will admit that. Their D's a lot deeper. Oh, but sometimes oh, when you just have a number, like this is the same to me as if you said the Bruins are playing Washington in a seven-game series. Who do you got? I got Washington. Washington. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yep. it's, the, it's the same effect for me. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, that's who you got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the deciding factor is a lot, about, a lot of people keep pointing to, well, Dougie Hamilton's healthy. Well, he played in three out of the four games, Dougie and we Hamilton. beat him in all four games. So yeah. it doesn't matter if Dougie and, Hamilton's going to And you know that. Dougie Hamilton's a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Battles through injuries. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, the Rangers have their number. It's just like an, a good matchup for us. We have one of the best offenses in the league. Our defense, we need to figure out because right now when – the shutdown occurred. We traded Brady Shea to Carolina. We got the first round pick, and we we're playing Brendan Smith for Jacob Chuba. Like you know, that's a little scary. Yeah, you got to figure out. In my opinion, you move D'Angelo to his off side, playing him on the left with Chuba, and then you keep lingering the Fox together. That's your top four. Um, I just think the goaltending. It doesn't matter who the Rangers playing goal. Like they have a massive advantage on paper. You have Shusterkin, who's better than Morazic. You have. Lundqvist, obviously, who just controls them all his entire career. And even Georgiev is better than anybody that Carolina can trot out there. So, I mean. Dude, you got the bread man. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Hopefully well, he shows up. I was, was going to say, yeah, if he shows up Hopefully via he shows the escrow up. comments. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I want to go, like, Rangers in five. But I feel like that's just, like, cheating it a little bit. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's a homer. But I can't see it being a long series. I don't so, think it's going seven. I, six would be. I, I'm going to go max, five. Yeah. I'm going to go five. Call it in four. Don't be a coward. <laughs> all right. Rangers clean sweep. <laughs> And then we finish. What would our seating be uh, after uh, the round robin? I had that pulled up. I gotta wait for this iPhone to open up for me because you know the face. So we would play the three seed after the round robin. You would play. See, the this three. is impossible okay. to predict now. I know because we don't know who it's gonna be. Yeah. This is it's, for the next next I episode. Mean, Watch it be Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, I can't lose another I matchup to I you guys. Oh, I can't wait for Upper East Side dinners on you. They, they already <laughs> taste different. <laughs> Am I the only one thinking that Philadelphia should be the number four seed? I mean, if you think about it, Tampa, Washington, and the Bruins should be one, two, and three in some order. But watch that not happen because... Because COVID. Yeah, it was just about because they had to get these guys' legs moving. Yeah, but Philly really started picking it up. And yeah, they won like, what, 10 in a row? Coming in towards all this. So if they can come back and have that exact same magic that they captured at that point, they're a team to be worried about. You you can't count them out. And Navy is a good a coach. struggle for anybody who coach. plays them. That's why this round robin in those four teams – it's literally a coin toss of what can happen. You have no idea where anything's going to land and how it's going to be. Well, fuck yeah, it. We're in for we're, a treat. Fuck yeah. it. We're already here. Round robin. Bruins <laughs> one, Tampa two, Washington three, Philly four. Where do you rank them coming out of the round robin? 
I have Boston one, Philly two, Washington Ooh. three, Tampa four. With a healthy Stamkos? Every, everybody's, say, healthy. Boston, everybody's healthy. Boston, Tampa, Washington. See, I Philly. like Mainty's point about Philadelphia, except for the layoff. Is that going to actually kill some of their momentum? It kills a lot of it, yeah. And especially when you put magic in the bottle, whatever. I say Bruins maintain the number one yeah. seed, and unless they just basically don't care about it. And Cassidy's already said he wants to play everybody, so I still think they're going to get the number one seed. I think Washington might be two, and then Tampa and Philly. I I don't know what's going to happen that Washington Bruins game. I, that's the game I really don't like our chances. And the Bruins Tampa, that's gonna that, those are usually just ridiculous. The, the, those are games. old school hockey. I just think yeah. Philly with the coaching and their offense, it's just kind of this is house money, so they don't have as much I mean, pressure on them. So I think they go into all the yeah. yeah. Yep. I I go Washington, Boston, Philly, Tampa. I was going to say the exact same thing. So Rangers, Philly. I don't see there being any way the Bruins finish out at the top. Um, Bruins always start off rough at the beginning of any season, and basically that's exactly what we're doing here as a new season. I'm happy that we got these four games and we're not going into a playoff series so they can knock off some of that rust through these four games, but... Yeah. So I'm if that's the case, right there, for Washington, most everybody's Boston, going Boston one. Philly, everybody's going Boston one, right? No. 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 Washington, Boston. Washington. Right. Okay. So, Washington, the, so Boston. the guys that went Boston one, so us three, right? Mm-hmm. You got, according to your prediction, to be Boston versus Columbus. Yep. In a, in the first actual round of the playoffs, is that where you at all? No. No. Okay. No. And then now for your second. Even if they play Toronto. Again. Yeah. And now if you guys, if you guys go with yours and they finish second, they're playing Florida. I have no worries. No, that's how, yeah. I don't so have like, worries, but I yeah. think that would be Either a way, matchup. you guys are like, right. you guys yeah. are kind of sitting like, like, I think Florida there. has a good team, but not The only thing I think us. about the Bruins will be like how they will respond these first three games. Is seeding their most important priority? Yeah. It should be. I mean, all these teams should be game because they're reseeding every round. Yeah. yeah. You want that highest seed. Oh, absolutely. So that actually, again, might be in the Bruins' favor again because now they may be, hey, let's go, guys. Yeah. We want to let the other guys knock each other off. We want the lowest seed. Let's reward ourselves for the work we did prior. I, I uh, but t- I could see a Washington, and I can't. I, I could I, see Tampa Bay coming back, see, too. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky is the only thing that carries them. The year they had this year was shit. Like, Very surprising compared but to they get to throw it up window, what they did last year. They had like almost 100 points. I, like, I would take that shit, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 like, the, the thing with Tampa Bay yeah. is they've you never actually finished. From, they've never right, gotten yeah, over right. that hump. Washington has. Right. From last year to this Finally. year. Finally. It took them a while. But they oh, yeah, have that yeah, same yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's hey, no reason they should have had the start that they had. I feel like they kind of just like, well, what's the point of the regular season? It didn't matter last year. Let's just get going for the playoffs. For them, I hope that's actually the case. When you're actually talking about a team sense in we want to now perform so we realize that it's a marathon, not a sprint. If that's the case for them, good for them they realized it. I think that was the Bruins mentality too. And it just so happened that they were the number one team all year. Yeah. I think they know better than almost anybody that you're not going to win the season in the first two months. You're not. All right. Well, it, looking out west, we currently have St. Louis number one. Colorado number two, Vegas three, Dallas four. Who do you guys have coming out of that first round and what ranking? Colorado one, St. Louis two, Dallas three, Vegas four. I'm going to go Colorado. I'm going to flip-flop the last two. Okay. I 
my gut says St. Louis number one, but that's too easy. It's too easy to put St. Louis and Boston, the number one teams on mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. And usually if it's so easy, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least that's my luck. I was going to say, (laughs) if it's a layup, I got the ball stuck in between the backboard (laughs) and the hoop. (laughs) Uh, I got to go. Yeah, I'm flip-flopping the last two. I got St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas. I I think it stays. I don't think Dallas can take down Vegas. I I just think they're too deep. So I have two questions that are Ranger-specific, just because I know we're going to talk about the Bruins. Do the Rangers have a win-win situation here? Because they either win in qualifying round in advance, or they lose, and they have a 12% chance of getting the first overall pick and getting a generation, almost generational talent, or, according to reports, trading it and getting a massive haul in return if they get the first overall pick. Like, if they, one or the other, like, if you're a Rangers fan, it's like, okay, I'll take either one. Like, obviously, you don't want to win a cup. But oh, you got to take the cup. I mean, that twelve percent chance isn't guaranteed, right? And you got to make yeah. that trade. The trade who, can happen. Who would I wouldn't say it's a win-win, play? but I mean, it's nice. Yeah, like if they get the first overall, it's just like yeah. a nice consolation yeah. prize. Right. If you guys make it out against Carolina, who would you play first round? It depends on the, on Robin, right? Yeah, but I mean, who would you hypothetically think? Where'd you have it ranked? At? Oh, I had uh, Bruins one, Philly two, uh, Washington again. Would you trust you guys against Washington or no? I think you have a better chance against Philly, to be honest. I mean, if we're predicting on what's best for the Rangers, then, yeah, I'd rather have <laughs> us play the, the Flyers and then Montreal beat Toronto. And like <laughs> yeah, so, so hypothetically, if you guys made it to an Eastern Conference final, is that better or worse? I mean, the playoff experience is invaluable for the young guys, right? Like, if you can go on a run like that. But if you're going to just beat Carolina, right, and then you're going to get swept out or losing five in the next round. Is it worth it? Is it worth it versus getting either the first overall pick if you do win that lottery or trading it for a haul? You know what I mean? Like, which one's going to help more? Like a Taylor haul? Yeah, (laughs) God. My second question is, Rangers obviously don't win a cup this year. They buy out or they trade Lundqvist. If you're Lundqvist, which team are you looking at or two teams are you looking at to go to to win your cup? Like, I was saying Colorado for the longest time, but... Grubauer and now that guy they signed out of Europe played really well when Grubauer served. Did he want to spend the cap money on that? So then who are you looking at? I think originally you would probably think San Jose, but after the year they yeah. they are in a world of hurt. Um, Toronto? San Jose's window I was thinking quickly. Toronto, but like, do you think they give him the nod instead of I don't of think Freddie? he wants to go to a market or, like that. Or do you just want him to just be that solid backup where if Frederick Anderson shits the bed, they have a See, that's there. the thing. Because yeah. they don't have cap space. It's that's what you're signing. It's what you're signing him for. If you're signing him because you want Lundqvist, then he's going to want to go and get started money. But if he's going to a situation where he already knows there's an established guy there and he's there to win the cup, he's going to take less money there. Is Lundqvist going to look at Frederick Anderson and go, oh, I'll ride shotgun to him? No, I don't think exactly. so. Exactly. So I, I don't think Toronto can afford them. Well, what about this? You talk about a team riding shotgun to you guys already made a trade with Carolina. What if you send him to Carolina? There's no fucking way he sits behind Morazic. Oh, no, he was no stuck full no. time. Oh, yeah, no. No fucking way. I think if Lundqvist ends up leaving, I still think they should keep Shosturkin, obviously, keep Hank, and then trade Georgiev. 
Well, I think York is your biggest trade ship. Yeah. Just off he's had experience. But then you got to worry about the cap and the upcoming expansion draft uh, well, with Seattle. The, the problem is the cap. You don't know what's going to go on with that right you now. Know, Originally crater. projected to go up. Now it's probably going to go down or break even. I think a whole lot of teams are in a bunch of trouble. Down. You yeah. have to yeah, wonder how that's going to affect. Yeah. Like the how's NFL that salary cap going down? Yeah, yeah. Ex- that's Drew exactly wasn't coming back anyways. Look around the other leagues, yeah. and then no, I don't see him know getting what he thought track. he was going to get. NHL's like, no, we're well, fine. I, we're I, fine. I, I we're said good. that. I mean, the fires are out. This is fine. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like when Lundqvist leaves, his best situation, if they, if if there was only one kid goaltender, would be New York. But if he's leaving New York, he's like, where is he going? They win a cup. The yeah, cap, the that that can afford them. Capitals. Well, hope he's gone at the end of this year. They already said that. They was like uh, Samsonov, though. Well, I mean, you don't think Hank would go to battle with the kid? Oh, and Hank's got the resume. Come on, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would, I would certainly want if I was Hank to go to the Capitals versus somebody like Carolina. No yeah, I exactly. mean, Jesus Christ, that's just a, off chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would certainly take the pay cut if I had to to make it fit for Washington. Then I would. I'd have to look at his contract, like, but what about fucking Calgary? Yeah, they're, they're that team he about. has in front of him. So the, it, the only issue is Hank's also a very big city. Like, is he going to go all the way out to Western Canada? Does he want to stay local to New York yeah, and go to the, mean, Long listen, Island? But outside of fucking New York, what's big city know, in the NHL? Like L.A.? I mean, it's there's a big difference between going to Calgary and going to Washington D.C. (laughs) I could see him taking the train down to D.C. I don't know about going out west. Why don't Why don't he just take the subway to Brooklyn then? Fair. Can you imagine they won't be in Brooklyn anymore by then? uh, Can you imagine if he willingly signs with the Islanders and then they win the cup with him? I think that would be incredible. Burn I, would, I would go to that parade I'd down, fucking down six. That Avenue. might be a nightmare of yeah, yours. I, w- I would actually smokes. like not watch hockey ever. Again. Mike, can we go to that parade? <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I know a place we can stay. <laughs> <laughs> not with me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for backup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we. I don't know if we want to go stay with them after that. My name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, those are my Ranger questions. All right, where are we going to go now, boys? Shoutouts. We can, we can shout out anywhere you like. <laughs> Fire away. Who's got shout outs? The missus, family, friends, an asshole on the road, anything. I'll give a shout out to my son, Colson. Cole, I hope when you finally understand what we're doing here, you have a love <laughs> of hockey like these guys at this table. It's a good time. I'll give a shout out to my wife, Natalia. She's sitting at home right now with a three month old, and she has been an absolute rock over the last three months. And. I don't know how we would have been able to do this. She's not as strong as she is. And thanks, Natalia. I appreciate it. Oh, the woman's a saint dealing with you. Every <laughs> oh, she oh, yeah. absolutely is a saint for dealing with me. And I'm, I'm lucky that she's put up with this for the last nine years. Thanks, Natalia. We're surprised just as much as you are. Probably. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, I'll give a shout out, First Lady. The next time I come up, she has to join so we can actually, you know, act like we're dating each other instead of just talking about each other to other people. We should make her uh, dress guys coming off the bus on like a little app so she could be like, this, <laughs> this is like the perfect suit he could wear in a playoff game. She oh, already, she would love Hank then. She's she she already that. rates Lundquist as the best dressed guy in say, hockey. Yeah, it's good. Does she have x-ray vision? Is it because of that <laughs> huge thing he has? 42-inch <laughs> inseam. Yeah, exactly. His jersey number means something. Yeah. It, 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 fit, it fits different in, in tux pants. Um, shout out First Lady. Shout out to Kevin Red for letting me crash with them this weekend for the live pod. And I want to give a a shame to you guys for not thanking us for allowing you on this podcast. <laughs> wow. 
Wait, I mean, he meant my quote to come back. I mean, uh, why, 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 why am I like, I gave back I am a Hall of Famer myself. <laughs> um, Buso, take it away. Any shout outs? I don't have any, actually. <laughs> Just uh, Samuel Adams and Boston Lager. <laughs> Always a good decision. Always a good decision. Uh, well, if we're going for shouts, I'm going to go Samuel Adams and Porch Rocker. Uh, still sponsoring us after this amount of time. That may be fabricated that they're sponsors, but I drink them like they are. Um, <laughs> I know head legal counsel at the <laughs> Boston Beer Works, so I could hook you up. Perfect. All right. I mean, there you have to pay us. I just want to be able to say the name. Like, yeah. I don't, that's all I'm saying. And they could send me like a couple of cases a month. Golden. Uh, <laughs> b- big Red. I get, I get shafted in that sponsorship, but all right. That, that's, that's fine. Yeah, they don't, they don't produce other it's like stuff. like Tito's vodka. <laughs> yeah. uh, big Red, you are a saint. I say it every day. Uh, Cam, thanks for coming out to Nap with us, bud. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Cam. Yeah. That was awesome. And, uh, ooh. There, there was actually a couple of things that uh, Big Kev brought up to us yesterday before we sign oh, off that no. we uh, we want to run around the table with. Oh, no. What is the worst injury you've seen in the NHL? Curtis Foster, broken leg. When he, what was he on, Minnesota or Colorado at that point? Minnesota. Yeah. No, who was it with the next slice? Who was the goaltender that picked oh, the mask uh, up? In that's Washington. what I'm thinking. Oh, God, I'm that's it. That. That's what I'm thinking. I remember seeing the blood. Yeah. Just literally, like the bucket comes up, and it was. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't the NHL, <laughs> yeah. I have a couple from when I was at Merrimack. <laughs> Means he's just like, give me the mic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next closest you could do to the goaltender would be Richard Zednik. Yeah, he got Montreal. his neck sliced as well. Like that was just as bad, and that's the most current thing that we have that was a life-threatening injury there. Like, absolutely crazy. Or you could go Rich Peverly. Oh yeah, when oh, you yeah, collapse. Yeah. Like, collapse. How is, about Alexei Sharapanov just dying on the bench? Strong, How about yeah. that one? He well, he talks heavily on that one. Yeah, he takes. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Tragic. I mean, they comped you guys a draft pick as the, yeah, like, we, we ruined that, that one was. too. Yeah. Um, one other question was, who was the best player to never win a Stanley Cup? Henrik Lundqvist. Jerome McGinley. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Are we going talent or numbers? Like production. We are going the best player to never win the Stanley you know, Cup. There's an talent, <laughs> talent level, I'm going Pavel Bora. That's a good one. There's though. an argument to the be rocket. made about Joe yeah. Thornton. Still can have a shot I, at it, though. I don't right. think so. Not, not, well, not in San Jose and him not wanting not to move. Jose, he's, he's, I don't he's see it happening. He's still there. Yeah. I don't see retired. that happening. Yeah, I'm going Joe Thornton. I, I just think for... A player of our generation, probably one of the best playmakers, and the closest he had was that one Stanley Cup final and all those other playoff things with the teams that they had, just quarterfinals, Western Conference finals, just not being able to get there. It's kind of disappointing. I want you to ask me in two years when I say Henrik Lundqvist. I will ask you He's only got one more year left in him? Oh, man, that sucks. (laughs) Ben's already choked up about it. I got to be thinking about my life without Hank. Uh, Oh. Life without you, I can't help myself. Um, there was one other question Big Kev had, but I didn't screenshot the picture, so I can't I'd really. Um, how would you rank them? How would you rank them? Kaner, what? McKinnon, Eichel, Pasta, uh, Matthews. And Matthews. Jesus Christ, I can't keep all those in my brain at once. <laughs> yeah, Matthews. McKinnon. I can't believe. Well, this is good, though. There's a lot of star power here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Knowing Big Kev, I can't believe he didn't ask a question to make fun of me. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's coming. I still have it on the list. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I jumped the gun. What yeah. was the, wait, what was the list real quick? Why don't we just do it collectively? McKinnon. Yeah. Eichel. Uh-huh. Matthews. Mm-hmm. Keener. Pasta. And who's the sixth guy? 
Shit, I'm trying to remember. There, there were six. I'm going to go Kaner for one. He's proven. I did the he, same thing. Same Kaner, thing. Kaner for one. He's proven. All right, next, the next group of the again is Eichel. It was Eichel, Pasta, Matthews, Matthews, Pasta, McKinnon. McKinnon. Oh, God. The no, they're all blending in here. No. It wasn't McDavid. Fuck, I don't remember. Speaking of Eichel, because I know my answer. Would anybody, if you're the Bruins, trade for him? No. No. Wow. That's exactly because what of the I cap said. Or because you don't want him. I'd want him, but I don't see Buffalo giving him up. I do not trade away teams, McAvoy yeah. at all. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. And like, I don't oh, even know if I want to get rid of Carlo. The, the last I saw, it was like DeBrus, Carlo, um, what was it, Bjork, or Beecher. And then it was probably like another two first round two picks. First round and picks. well, they were talking about this with McDavid like two years ago. Like, oh, they should trade now, him because he's not turning it around. He is really that now. good. Mm-hmm. But you're mortgaging the farm, right? And I'll trade him to your gift. If you and a said, pick. would you trade for Jack Eichel? Absolutely. That package? No. Yeah. My answer is, what's the trade? I yeah. Mean, yeah. I'm interested. I'll listen at the table, but not. Bruins that have enough cap issues right now coming yeah. going forward, and if the cap does go down, it's going to hurt them again. Oh yeah. Uh, so no. As much as I'd like to say it, I can't in my mind anyway. Enough, they don't have enough good prospects to keep their NHL guys. And, and you mm. couldn't trade Carlo right now on the contract he's currently no. on. There's no fucking way. No. I'll What's tra- his contract right now? Do know? And I like Igo, and I think he'd be great. 2 8 or something like that, or 2.5? Yeah, he's too, yeah. he's so too he's cheap. Yeah. Next year, and then the, the season at the end in of the next cap world, you can't get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. trade them the first overall if we win the lottery. Georgiev and a couple players and, you, and picks. But your cap's so tight, you still couldn't afford him. Dude, I'll make room. Still couldn't afford I'll, I'll make room. I have a question. It's just because he wants out. Are they actually going to trade? No, I want mm-hmm. Well, the, If the you trade all, Eichel, your fan base is done for the, the next The awkward part years. is now this. I think we can all agree Eichel probably wants out. No and, and fair enough. No I mean, there's no bad part about that. But the other end of it is he wants out. Then he signed you're going to have to bang Huge Holland to even fucking think about it. Yeah, and, and you then can't, you have to take on a cap hit. You can't bring on draft picks. These they're gonna want an improvement right from the get go, not a future. An improvement now. If you're giving away Jack Eichel, who's first overall, kind of helps. Four ties in the NHL pay wise. There's no way you can give him away. Well, what about a team a like future? What about right. a team like no Ottawa, way. who is starting to turn around their prospect pool, the third, fifth, and a player for Eichel? They can afford the cap hit. Two top five picks. Fuck. The Bruins' mm. problem because if I'm Ottawa, I would give up the draft picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't give up the roster or the prospects they have though. No, dude, Ottawa next year. You thought fucking the Ottawa Detroit gamble was bad this year? <laughs> I cannot wait to take your. But money then if you put year. I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> That's money in the bank. <laughs> Gordon Bombay, folks. That's it. The Minnesota Miracle Man here in action. <laughs> All right. Do we got anything else? No more shoutouts. Gonna wrap it up. I think we are all good. Everybody, thank you for listening to this uh, live show. We appreciate it. Uh, this was just as dysfunctional as we thought it would be. <laughs> we wouldn't uh, have it any other way. We wouldn't have it any other way. I'm sure there will be some loud like mic drops in the background. Uh, as some always, birds. thank you, and uh, we will catch you all next week, or maybe not next week, maybe the week after. We'll see. We'll see you then. Thank you as always. Bye bye. Met a man wearing a t-shirt, said Virginia is for lovers Had a Bible in his left hand and a bottle in the other He said all you're really given is the sunshine in your name We 
both started laughing when the sky started to rain. Get along down the road, we got a long, long way to go. Scared to live, scared to die. We ain't perfect, but we try. Get along while we can. Always give love the upper hand. Paint a walk, learn to dance, call your mom, buy a boat, drink a beer, sing a song, make a friend. Can't we all get along?